Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. He's American and a ninja? Welcome to The Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. And it's pretty much right there. What are we doing today, Frank, on The Canon Canon? Uh, we got a little movie called American Ninja, a.k.a. American Warrior. <laughs> oh, already you're starting off with facts I didn't even know, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is American Ninja. This was one where I was, I mean, uh, we'll get into it, our catchphrase, but <laughs> it is fucking all over the place. It's like, uh-huh. uh, yeah. it's like odd tone as usual, I guess, for canon, because I'm acting like that's a new thing. But, I mean, isn't that what we may be saying? <laughs> You're clutching about- your pearls. Oh, dear. <laughs> How could this be happening? Canon. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this is our uh, first ninja movie? Yeah, because Highlander, they weren't really doing karate. No, this is the straight up. And, and this is one where I should have done more research. I think we kind of have canon to blame for the kind of this batch of ninja movies like right yes, i think yes. golan and globus love the concept of ninjas they didn't love the concept of actually figuring out how ninjas actually work uh, <laughs> right, in <yeah>. reality <laughs> but just shove the word ninja into a script and yeah. there you go uh and also well, yes go on no i was gonna say i mean the closest we got are the chuck norris films yes uh, but but not and also uh, well the fun fact this one was going to be a Norse oh, yeah. film at some point yeah the poster actually they already had a poster in true <laughs> canon form <laughs> already mocked up for the buyers or for the you know uh, the the people who would uh, yep. contribute to the movie <laughs> it had a picture of I watched uh, the the uh, the making of documentary okay that, you you one up me I almost did it and I got so tired. <laughs> We talked about this before we recorded, but I had a cold brew much too late. Uh, <laughs> it was up, so I was like, after watching the movie, I was like, well, I'm not fucking tired. Uh, yeah. I'm going to stay up till one watching this. Uh, somebody ripped it on YouTube, you know, the the extra feature that's on the Blu-ray or the DVD. Right. Also, uh, just want to throw in a PSA from the Canon Canon bros. Cold brew is not just uh, cold coffee. Yeah, it's not iced coffee. We've both learned that the first time. And I know at this point, most people are like, you're fucking idiots. It's cold brew. We all know what this is by now. Uh, but not my uh, panic attack, heart attack that I had and your inability to sleep when we just can't wrap our brains around. That it's a whole <laughs> new bag. Um, yeah. I also think I'm now just thinking, I wonder if at some point we should do either a kind of uh, breakout episode or like, I almost feel like we could do a whole episode on the pre-marketing of canon. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Of like all of the movies they almost did and all of the movies that they essentially sold with a poster <laughs> and like a tagline and never and possibly had name. the rights. I know Norris did sign the contract yet, but we could make a poster, right? <laughs> like shove his yeah. head on there. It's <laughs> yeah, an American it's... flag, whatever, who cares? 
He's well. I mean, the original poster is just basically him just kicking an air. <laughs> That's it. Basically, it's just a picture, a mock-up of him kicking an air, and in it uh, essentially a Getty poster. image of Norris. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> then just put. It's words a very under. bad Photoshop job where it's like obviously on somebody else's body. <laughs> but no. We, but I mean, like, yeah, they did on. have that poster mocked up, and it, they had planned for Norris to star in it, and he didn't want to because why? I, why did he? I don't oh, even... I thought you knew this. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh my God, you set me up, and I didn't even know. Because uh, he didn't want to have his face covered. <laughs> <laughs> oh he said, man! Oh, no, my face is gonna be covered. <laughs> this is the money maker. This, oh. this is what they gotta see. Norris, Jesus Christ, you're the best. I love that, but yeah. because. Uh, we didn't have Norris, and because he thinks that molasses two by four unmoving <laughs> mug of his is the moneymaker. Yeah, I guess we can't see his mustache popping out if he's got his face covered. Um, <laughs> we got our first. Just over, over the lip of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. Norris is like everyone wearing a mask wrongly during the pandemic. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> when they're like, is... I'm doing my part, and it's like, no, your nose is sticking <laughs> yeah. out. And your mustache. You hardly have it over your lips, Norris. What is going on? COVID is just swimming in your mustache. You can see it in his mustache as he's you walking see it around. crawling around. Uh, slowly crawling around <laughs> and pulling weapons out of boxes. Um, but because we didn't have Norris, we got our first Dudikoff, baby. Hell yeah, Dudikoff. Oh, man, Dudikoff. Do me, Dudikoff. <laughs> do me, do me, Dudikoff. Oh, uh, Cannon's version of james dean yep uh according to uh golan i believe yeah that's exactly why they hired him because he had no karate experience or martial arts experience (laughs) before this (laughs) he says he picked up a little bit after (laughs) oh yeah just a little bit no he became a black belt uh through production that's crazy I mean, yeah. that's, I appreciate that Dudikoff. I mean, that's like an insane jump also. Uh, I know. I love Dudikoff. I mean, it's so funny when I, it's been so long since I've seen uh, young Dudikoff yeah. in this movie. And uh, when I was watching, I was like, oh, it's uh, Dennis from It's Always Sunny. It's Glenn Howerton. It totally, totally <laughs> is. That that creepy stare, uh, uh, the triangle head. As my wife kept saying as we were watching it, <laughs> like he's just got that Dudikoff triangle, yeah. uh, and he really it like once you once you realize they thought he was James Deed, it totally makes sense for like every look and pose that he's got in this movie. Oh yeah, he's serving up some major Zoolander. He really is. Like, there's a lot of blue steel going on in this movie. It is, it's insane. Because also, again, my wife was like, we're like 45 minutes in. She's like, how many lines do you think Dudikoff's had so far? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, three, four tops. Like, he lets everyone else do the talking. Jackson is definitely going to do the talking for him. Oh, uh, yeah. But what I love about it is when he finally does talk, it is such a James Dean moment where you're like, oh, soft-spoken and just so velvety. I know. And almost to the point where totally not politically correct, but also I was, because it's canon, I was like, is he supposed to be like, quote unquote, slow? Like, you know, <laughs> like, are they like, is there something, because they keep talking about, we'll get into this, but like, why he's got these skills and where he, like his amnesia spoiler yeah. alert again but like Oy. the yeah. way they played it i was like oh this is like it's again the 
non-masterful, masterful work of canon where you're like, yeah, there's a fine line between James Dean stare and like, you know, made for TV movie where it's like questionable, questionable takes on that kind of stuff. Right. Um, where there's like no medical um, support for just being like, yeah, he got hit on the head. Now he's stupid. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, I, maybe <laughs> that's how I don't know. But uh is this movie problematic? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, be. yeah, I mean, that kind of goes into the representation of just kind of the catch-all. Yes. Of, uh, you, we talked about this with the, like, missing an action episode, but just kind of being like, uh, you know, uh, the Philippines, just uh, generally that yeah. area is yeah. corrupt and bad. And, and right. here's uh, some uh, representation of uh, this culture, and it all is karate-based. So and in this like, case, yeah, that it's just like, it, where, again, like I, I'm pretty sure they might have even talked about this in Electric Boogaloo. Like, even people who worked on the movie were like, yeah, ninjas aren't like this. Yeah, like, there's no research. Like, very little is... And even... Um, uh, Steve James, you yeah. know, even he had to like kind of speak up at times and be like, hey, uh, this isn't quite accurate. Right. But then they're just like, no, just, you know, go by the script, you know, and even like uh, the other actor uh, who played the the star, the Black Star Ninja. Oh, um, uh, 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 so yeah, that guy is, oh, I did right. He was built. So that guy used to be billed in America as Bronson Lee. Oh, wow. Because he was part of like the Bruce Blotation phase where it was just like right. Bruce Lee's popular. We're just going to make like hundreds of Kung Fu movies and everyone's going to have a variation on like Lee or Bruce like so that we people think that they're kind of seeing Bruce Lee. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, that guy was billed as Bronson Lee. Uh, well, then that's, you know, perfect for canon. It 100% is. Also perfect that as you just said and just did not bring any attention to that his name is just black star ninja yeah that's it <laughs> that's it he has no real name <laughs> to the point where i like, like i stopped the movie and went to wikipedia i was like i guess that's his name i wasn't mishearing that that's what they're I gonna mean, call him <laughs> barely anybody has i mean no that's not true because there are people who have very distinct names but then uh just everybody's kind of just painted with this broad stroke especially our love interest but yeah yes uh who <laughs> Frank, we're going to have, we'll probably get into it even more, but we're going to have another entry into Jeff Garlock's sexual burgeoning <laughs> as a youth. Because right. yeah, I could see that. That actress was also in Weird Science mm -hmm. as yep, the love interest that. of not Anthony Michael Hall, the other guy who also was in uh, The Wildlife, which is a movie I love. So should we get into some facts before we start gushing too much about the ridiculousness oh, yeah. of American Ninja? Let's do it. Uh, American Ninja, a.k.a. American Warrior, as I said, came out on August 30th, 1985. The budget was $1 million estimated. Uh, the opening... <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says there. Uh, opening estimated. weekend, USA was uh, $3 million. Um, uh, by September 1985, and the gross uh, was uh, 10 million. Pray damn. And good. then the worldwide gross was uh, a little over 10 million. So, um, wow. yeah, it it definitely made some money. That's 85, 10 million plus 10 million Oof. too. You know, like that's and yeah. that's for American Ninja. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. It uh, there was something I was gonna say about. Uh, oh, so. 
Um, it came out in 1985, the top 10 movies. We already uh, covered this, but yeah. you know, I'll, I'll speed through it. Uh, Back to the Future, Beverly Hills Cop, Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rocky IV, Cocoon, Witness, uh, The Goonies, <laughs> Police... Ca- I, I, I laugh because of the Cocoon thing because of how wrong we were about the Sheeds. So wrong. If anyone didn't see a good uh, friend of the podcast, Luke Boyle, mocked up a uh, shirt that maybe we'll sell one day of us getting wrong that Ali Sheedy was in Cocoon. And me being so confident that that was right. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, our idiocy will make us product at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, number six, Witness. Seven, The Goonies. Eight, Police Academy 2, their first assignment. Uh, number nine, Fletch. And ten, of You to Kill. So this movie came in 88. Okay. Um, yeah, and guess what? It beat uh, other canon film, uh, or no, it was beat by, sorry, uh, beat by Missing in Action 2, uh, Life Force as well, wow, okay. uh, another canon film, right? That's Life canon. Force, yes, it is. I'm excited yeah. for when we do Life Force. Oh, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, yeah. Life uh, Force, then, I can see beating. Uh, fuck MIA 2 beating <laughs> fucking uh, American Ninja. American Ninja. Yeah. I know. Uh, but that first one was so good that I think it probably, that's why, yes. uh, yeah, I think people love the first one and they were like, the second one's gotta be as good. And yep. then they're like, oh boy. Yep. Um, so then other non, non-canon films that beat it, uh, Dune, Return to Oz, uh, Better Off Dead After Hours, The Purple Rose of Cairo, Explorers, um, and Johnny Dangerously. Wow. Johnny Dangerously. That's, a, yeah. that's, I can't believe that beat it. Um. I'll say. Oh, with, I'm sorry. That, yeah. that sorry. It beat better off dead and after hours. Oh, the purple rose of Cairo. Okay. Explorers and John Johnny okay. dangerously. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I will say, it blows my mind a little bit that uh, Police Academy. Wait. So that would be Police Academy two. Right. Okay. Never mind. First because. We'll get into this, but like there were big chunks of American Ninja where I was like, this feels like Police Academy. <laughs> like there yeah. was just like tonal thing. Like some of the characters, I was just like, did they see Police Academy? And we're like, we got to have some of that fun of the goop. Again, going back to the goop, but like, did, were they like, we've got to have that kind of like that fun attitude? Because it every once in a while it would shift. I was like, this feels like Police Academy, but the army. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so that totally makes sense then. Cause at first I was like, how the fuck did police Academy come out at the same time? Um, all right. Perfect. Makes sense to me. Now I get it. Okay, cool. 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 Yeah. And our, um, uh, director, um, Sam oh, Furstenberg. This, yeah. Furstenberg. I, I hesitated because, um, uh, my, my notes autocorrected, uh, <laughs> it, for some reason it autocorrected to Furtenberg. Oh, yeah, 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 I love Sam Furkenberg. Uh, Furkenberg. His work's very good. We'll do that on a different podcast, but... Yeah, but anyway, Sam... What was that, Jeff? Furstenberg. Furstenberg. He uh, directed Breaking 2. Yeah, very And exciting. Cyborg Cop 2, American Samurai, Delta Force 3, The Killing Game, uh, and a TV show called Tropical Heat. Ooh. Furstenberg's like, ooh, 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 gotta get tropical. Ooh, sounds hot. <laughs> Somebody want to get a little hot. Uh, Furstenberg is like one of the guys I associate with canon because I feel like in the documentaries, like not only because he did this and he did a surprising amount of, I mean, did Boogaloo and also did Delta Force 3, but like his just face and his personality like popped 
in the Electric Boogaloo documentary. Oh, yeah. Um, he kind of reminds me of, like, uh, Israeli Alan Arkin. Yes, 100%. Because, uh, yeah, he's one of the Israeli filmmakers they brought over from Israel that they knew from back in their, like, Lemon Popsicle days. Um, uh, and, yeah, he does have an Arkin vibe to him. <laughs> Uh, do you have any facts on who, like, the writers? Because, like, I, I just wrote four yes. different people credited, but it's that weird mishmash of, like, two of these guys did story, one did script, and then there were no facts about them that I was finding. Oh, well, I found one fla- uh, fact about one of the writers. Uh, well, uh, one of the writers uh, talks on the uh, making of, but okay. nothing too much of note. Um, but Avi uh, Kleinberger? Mm-hmm. Uh, played Dalton in Missing in Action, and I don't remember that character Dalton. No, uh, but that he was part of the uh, the writing team on this, and apparently he played Dalton in Missing in Action. Okay, Godspeed. So there's a fun fact. Yeah, it is a very fun fact. I like that <laughs> fact. It's uh, a fun fact. You know what, Frank? Fun fact. Put it in the fun fact category. Uh, so yeah, this is the first Dudikoff, and this was like we said, they fell in love with him. Uh, apparently there were 400 people that were in the worldwide search once Norris turned it down. Um, uh, they fell in love with him. They said he was the next James Dean. Uh, apparently he did a bunch of high fashion modeling, did lots of commercials, but the one that maybe I meant to look it up, but he was maybe in Bachelor Party, which is a movie I've seen a lot. Uh, and again, like all those movies, very problematic and also... Makes me laugh a lot because Tom Hanks is very funny in it. Um, yeah. But he maybe is actually in the actual bachelor party, but I cannot picture who he would be. Uh, it's just shocking to me. Um, it's kind of funny when you, uh, it's, I don't know if there's a name for this phenomenon, but like um, when you talk about an actor and you're like, oh yeah, uh, this actor. And then all of a sudden you're watching TV or go back to stuff and you're like, holy fuck, it's that actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did that recently with somebody from True Blood, and all of a sudden we kept seeing her in all this older stuff right. that we were watching, and we're like, whoa, what? There's got to <laughs> so be some weird. term for it. It's just like that, like you never, like your brain is now rewired to actually like notice it. Versus- I guess that's that Jungian phio- uh, philosophy, right? Uh, yeah. That's one of the things of like the patterns that you notice, and there happens to be a, a circum or a happenstance or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Dudikoff is definitely a Jungian thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, I think, like, again, not a huge amount of facts going into it besides it's a fun romp, man. Oh, uh, I have a few more. Oh, please, go for it. Uh, so uh, apparently Dudikoff said that uh, the last fight scene, he was sweating cr- like crazy uh, because he found out he had malaria. Oh, boy. Just like Malaria, our favorite actor in MIA 2, the beginning. Uh, but Dudikoff was living it up. Yeah, he sure was. But he got through it. And there's, uh, they were saying there were shots in the movie uh, towards the end where you can definitely tell he's got it because he's just sweating and so pale. Oof, that is right. Yes, yeah. so that's, yeah. that's why that last shot in the movie, not to completely jump ahead, is just him just staring. Like, right. <laughs> he's just he's just picturing his imminent demise after uh, filming like, that. I just got to get through this. Please say cut. Please say cut. <laughs> please, please say cut. Yeah. That um, one is definitely a please say cut. Can we get this over with? I'm sweating so much. Hold back the sweat. Hold back the sweat. Um, <laughs> um there's a 114 body count. Ooh, okay. 
It's yeah. a weirdly at one. I kept going back and forth because I kept writing down. Oddly, not a bloodless movie. And then the minute I would write that, there would be like a surprising kill with a right. surprising amount of blood. Like I would be like, oh, yeah, they just killed like 20 people G.I. Joe style, you know, where it's right. just like no blood and maybe they're not dead. And then all of a sudden they're like garroting someone's neck. <laughs> well, you got to pick and choose how you're going to use that blood. You know, you got that blood budget. and you That know, is true. You, you don't want to picky. Blow you're only working on a million estimated. So yeah. let's not go crazy here. So we probably have a rough amount, like rough estimate of 200 for the blood <laughs> right. budget. Every of those 114 kills, that line producer was like, come on, guys. You're killing yeah. me. You're killing me. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there with the, the notepad yes. and just being like, no, come on. No, come on. Damn it. Furstenberg. Furstenberg. Um, <laughs> uh, so other fact, uh, uh, music cues were reused from Enter the Ninja. Oh, okay. I can mm-hmm. I can see that. I'll be excited to hear those again when we watch Enter the Ninja. And uh, your crush, that actor who played Patricia, was Golan's daughter's friend. Uh, oh, Judy Aronson. Yeah, but she says that um, he didn't remember her because he was always so uh, flighty and so like uh, his his brain moved like so fast that uh, he was always forgetting about her, right? Or forgetting her name and uh, forgetting she existed because she said all he. Uh, thought about was movies oh yeah he's just thinking about <laughs> so, the like, 40 movies it. in production but uh she said that she got that and uh, he forgot completely that uh it was his daughter's friend uh but you know i i think she's uh she's cast well how could he forget her one of my right. first true loves <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um let me see if there's anything else that's that's all i have right now i know there's more facts but uh there, sure that's all the facts up. i caught uh, so this one, another good Canon logo. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. It's it's the best one. <laughs> it's so sweet. Yeah. Anytime that Canon logo uh, has that kind of uh, graphic and sound, it's yeah. like yes. That sting is so fun because it's like I feel like before we've started doing this, I never truly recognized it, but it always feels like it has like three extra notes, and you're gonna think it's gonna have mm-hmm. like it's like dong ding ding dong. Dong dong, <laughs> like because they're like, oh shit, we got more pieces of the cannon to fly away. Um, right, <laughs> they have to they have to buy that time. Uh, so can I just start by saying they start the whole movie with hacky sack? <laughs> yeah, what a already, way to I, start an action movie. <laughs> I wrote down it already has an mi two mia two fill. Um, yeah, because it's not a great Dudikoff beginning. You yeah, know? it's it's very soft, and I I thought like I thought they were gonna get to the him the action sooner or like introducing his character trait sooner. Yeah, I was gonna write down like, oh, this is how you introduce a character, but even that was delayed. So if yeah. I felt like, ah, okay, it's, but it's, it's a when soft it happens, beginning entrance though. It's it's hacky sack into him leaning doing a James Dean, but with a butterfly knife, right? Which is right. I guess ninja. <laughs> My catchphrase to myself for this entire movie was every time he did something, yelling either out loud, which I did while I was watching it, or just in my brain, he is a ninja. Just because, <laughs> just like, knowing he had no training, but, like, it felt like that was always how it worked, was just like, this guy, he can't do nothing. And then all of yeah. a sudden, here's a move. It's like, he is a ninja, you see? 
And that's what yeah, the they, butterfly knife felt like. But once we get into it, like once he actually starts fighting, then you're like, okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. So that guy, the guy who's like, hey, I, you're playing the sack wrong. <laughs> like, give oh, me, yeah. Give He's me that comic bag. relief of this. He is the guy. Co- and so he was definitely uh, the police academy to me. He felt like the lieutenant second in command. He's super goofy. And again, like that was just to me was just like... A lot of it, like, when those things would happen, I'd be like, at what point in the canon machinations did that happen? Where they were like, we've got to have some fun. Like, get a fun guy in there. But like, it's not, like, fun enough. It's that classic 80s no-joke comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like the style of Mannequin that we talked about, where you're like, I mean, I guess it's kind of funny, but not really. It's just kind of like a weird, goofy trail-off. Of this movie that you're like, I guess we're in an action movie. Right. Um, yeah, it's just such an odd beginning that is just a delay to get to what, in the grand scheme, is actually a pretty quick move into our first action scene. Uh, I think partly coming off a of messenger of death, there is a surprising amount of action in American Ninja, which is good. Uh, yeah, it's. I was surprised that, because I, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah. like I was really like, I was like, oh, Man, this is some awesome action. Yeah. There's a lot of it, and it's it awesome. Really is. Uh, I also wrote down that that music at the beginning felt very A-team to me. I wrote that down, too, because <laughs> I said, like, when they were rolling the credits, like, when they're rolling through before they get hijacked. Yep, they're in the ba- I was in like, the like this feels like an episode, a start to an episode of the A-team. Yeah, it really the felt music, like The music, the font. Yep. Uh, I'm glad it's, those are the moments when I'm glad I'm not alone, Frank. <laughs> like, that's all yeah. I'm sitting there thinking. Uh, I think also, like, just on the music, and this is, like, crazy sound design stuff, and now I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's gonna show up in Enter the Ninja. There are a couple moments where, again, we've talked about how a lot of times I watch these with my wife next to me, and she's, like, half paying attention. Uh, yeah. but, and then I like noticing she notices, and there's a crazy sax or trumpet plays <laughs> right. that comes out and like in the middle of the A-team also goes like blah, 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 and you're just like whoa Jesus and that happens a couple times where I'm like did they get bored like where they yeah. just like we gotta do something here sometimes it's for the better though because then they'll like just throw on like a slap bass uh, keyboard yes. uh, sample <laughs> yeah. where you're like I don't know. I don't hate it. <laughs> there is a fair amount of I don't hate it completely. Or like a, a deep bass, like, you know, uh, uh, strike or hit. Yes. It's like, bow, bow, bow. And it sounds like, uh, you know, like Wham or something. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, what's that song? Uh, uh, Everything She Needs. I can't remember what the name of the song, but that like keyboard sound. That, that, Everything uh, She Frankie Does Is goes magic. to Hollywood. Bow, bow, oh, yes. Bow. Uh, yeah, they, those are the moments where I'm like, all right, you got me back. Like, it's I know, goes from, like, I, I was a sucker to that. for that. There's, like, that sequence when he's creeping around later. Like, it's, like, 45 minutes in where all of a sudden they decide to do a, like, uh, like arpeggiated, like, synth sequence part. Yeah. The keyboard stuff on this movie I was very much into. Yeah. I definitely was like, oh, am I going to have to find an American Ninja soundtrack? Hopefully that exists. Maybe. We might have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, apparently, I mean, there's soundtrack. Uh, we had people, <laughs> we got a little pushback on the Apple episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, rightfully so, because, you know, there's uh, maybe, not rightfully so, but, you know, there, there there's a, a faction. There are fans of the Apple. There are big fans of the Apple. And uh, one of them uh, co- uh, contacted us to say that they've had the soundtrack to it, which we thought was cool. Yeah. 
uh, because we didn't know that it existed. Now. Uh, so there's got to be a copy of the uh, American Ninja soundtrack. You know, do I need more things to uh, be collecting and avenues in my record collection? Uh, yes. As I'm, yeah, it's, the answer is yes. Uh, as I'm currently trying to listen to all of them alphabetically, and I've only <laughs> just reached 500 of around 1,500. Uh, oh, Jesus. I definitely need to add the complete canon films collection on there uh mm. i've already got a couple that we'll probably be sharing on the insta at some point um yeah uh but yeah i i think like it, that beginning's great like once it gets into it like all the action scenes were really just fun like and that's like i was like and there's well, a, there's a lot more happening in them than you would imagine like and especially every time you're like god he didn't know karate like he didn't yeah. know kung fu you know anything like it was surprising to me. I will say that first one was also beyond the butterfly knife was my first moment of he is a ninja of when the rebels come because they, they're like taking everyone out. And then one of them swings the gun at him and he just like quietly like ducks it. And it's just like, ooh, yeah, he is a ninja. <laughs> he can get around guns, just like all ninjas. Well, yeah, because that guy who tries to butt him with the, the, the back of the gun, or the, you could tell him a real gun nut here. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, tries to hit him with the gun and he ducks. Yeah. That's our first intro to being like, huh, yeah, something's he's, not he's, quite, uh, you know, right about this guy. This Joe of ours, maybe there's more to this book. But you don't even know his name yet. No, we don't. We know nothing. We just know that he you has a butterfly. You don't know it until later. Knife. Yeah. But which also uh, plays into there was a chunk of this where like I was doing the classic, okay, we're watching this movie and we're going to talk about it for a long time on this podcast and I want to try to break down what is actually happening here. Uh American Ninja is a good one where at a certain point I was just kind of like, eh, it doesn't matter. Like I don't care. Like, I just don't, like, and again, with my wife, she was like, wait, who is that? Is she the wife of that colonel? <laughs> yeah. Or is that the daughter? I was like, I don't know. And I don't know if I care right now. Like, oh, yeah. No. The drug what? dealer. I was like, wait, is he not a drug dealer? Is he stealing military grade weapons? No, I'm right there with you. Because with this movie, I mean, uh, as critical as we've been with, of these movies, we're like, yeah, but the plot and this and this. And it's like this one. You know, if it's fun enough or it's good enough, <laughs> right. you really don't give a shit. Right. And there I are think, so many gaps in this movie, but I still had a great time watching it. I think because part of it is because it's in my brain. It was also like, well, this is one of the ninja movies. Right. You know, like, and we know, we know from watching the documentaries that it's like, even though it was their little bit of bread and butter for a bit, they clearly were playing hard, like fast and loose with what it means to even be a ninja. So well, why not continue that with plot stuff where essentially it's just like, yeah, man, I don't know, whatever. We just want to get to Dudikoff being Dudikoff. Yeah, I mean, because the, the, the logistics aside of it being accurate, um, th you could tell the stunt guy or whoever was coordinating the stunts was having so much fun trying to come up with kills. <laughs> right. Because even from that first moment where he takes the, uh, the screwdriver out, yeah, I was like, I fucking love this. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he had like uh, put the chain around that guy. Yeah. There's a lot of good chain work in all these. Yeah. It feels a little bit like now I'm like, oh, we're, we should have looked up the fight choreographer just because it is a little bit like Tom Savini on like the, right. the Dawn of the Dead movie, especially where like Romero's just like, 
I need you to come up with like a hundred ways to kill people. <laughs> that fight scene has like each one is slightly is different, which is the fun yeah, part of that's it. That's what it, I love about it. It's not it's is the opposite where like clearly we still love the molasses two by four, but like a Norris fight is gonna be a Norris fight. Like yeah. this one, it was like, oh, this guy's flipping off a truck and then he's jumping back on the truck. My favorite um, of those fights, one of the the or yeah, one of the kills when he's in that warehouse that they lock him in uh, when they're trying to trap him when he's making that delivery, uh, is where one of the ninjas puts a chain around his hand while he has a sword, and another ninja has him by the other hand mm-hmm. uh, by something I can't really remember, but he just like slingshots the swords. Right. He like does a tuck in and then like just lets them go and the swords go back into the direction which they were <laughs> being uh, 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 sent from. Right. Or or like where you know like the, there was just like a line. It's almost like the old like when you watch a Three Stooges. Yeah. Um, episode and you can tell that they reversed the shot to make it work. Yes. And it always looks kind of funny and weird. Which and is what happened with me. that that truck shot in that first scene when like there's like the the ninja jumps down the truck and then flips off and then kind of flips back up. I was like, that's definitely oh, yeah. a reverse <laughs> shot, right? Am I wrong? Am I <laughs> yeah, there's some stunts in here. I'm like, whoa, that's yeah. that's pretty dangerous, and I'm surprised. I had to rewatch some stunts to make sure that there was a dummy. Yeah. Uh, there because I was like, how the fuck did they do this? Well, because uh, there's also one that is in that warehouse scene you're talking about where it's not a stunt, but it clearly was like you could hear the like second director yelling, moving on. Where like it's <laughs> yeah. right when the fight is finally done and Dudikoff is en- exiting and they were doing all that barrel fighting kind of somewhat. And then one of the barrels just like accidentally clearly falls off and just lands on one of the ninjas that's laying there. And like, <laughs> and all I could think is that guy sitting there just like, don't cry out in pain. Don't cry out in pain. <laughs> like there is a moment later on um, where uh, Jackson is uh, he's fighting the shirtless guy. Mm hmm. And uh, he he does a hit, and there's a oh the shirtless guy that I thought was the dude from Bloodsport for the one oh yeah second. I thought that too uh, but uh, yeah there's a commodity for like those actors the like really the, buff, the shirtless karate, buff shirtless buff karate guy <laughs> yeah but uh, he uh, he made a noise he goes like oh and it sounded <laughs> like. Maybe it was a take that they just kept in. <laughs> right. That maybe uh, Jackson actually uh, uh, served a blow that was like not <laughs> right planned. And then <laughs> he was like, oh, and they're like, no, let's just leave it in. <laughs> can we, now that we've mentioned him too a couple of times, can we say, how awesome is Jackson? Like, I love Jack. Man, yeah, I mean, it's I, fucking, it's it's fucking Kung Fu Joe from I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, he's done so much awesome stuff uh the warriors he was in the warriors too yeah. um he uh brother from another planet delta force yeah um it, it, he has a uh a credit as Derek on peewee's playhouse oh he was at weekend at uh weekend at bernie's too man he's um, awesome man he was in the mantis tv movie oh <laughs> i love it i got that on vhs sitting in my shed right now <laughs> hell yeah mantis oh fucking mantis that's great yeah i mean he's awesome like he's also just like look man i'm gonna say what a bod on that guy like i mean jeez like he looks well, he, great like 
And also, I because we also talked about in the last one how much, especially you, like, I'm going to get you sucked in. I love it, too. Like, yeah. there were just times where I was just like, it's like we get to watch Kung Fu Joe walking around again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But actually be Kung Fu Joe. Yeah, and, and not great. be yeah. super goofy with it. Like, it's because it's yeah. just like his poses are so cool looking. <laughs> and yeah. he's fun. And he's funny. Uh, he also plays into some of the, like, police academy like kind of like fun with the the uh, bizarro goot uh, that is that oh, other yeah. guy. <laughs> well, he was part of the deal of him signing on is that he could change the dialogue. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because okay. he was just like, no, I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this movie, uh, I have to do my own kind of like he's kind of Bill Murraying it. That's great. Uh, yeah, where he's just like, no, I think it'd be more natural if I said this. And actually, Dudikoff was really intimidated by him. Uh, they didn't really get along because uh, Dudikoff was uh, really intimidated by the fact that uh, he would be seen as a fraud since, um, uh, since he was uh, since, good. Uh, Steve, Steve James <laughs> actually knew karate and right. uh, martial arts. And as an actor. Yeah, yeah, like, he's just like, a fantastic actor. I mean, fucking, <laughs> I saw that like Sidney Poitier like spoke at his funeral, like yeah. where I was just like, he's like, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's also awesome in everything. He was a great actor. He's super yeah. funny. He's got fucking actual skills. He's got yeah, amazing he's got body. Charisma just he's got charisma out up everywhere. his fucking butt. Like it's just great. Yeah. I love him. I uh, yeah, uh, so psyched and and throughout too i was just like man can't wait to see him in other american ninjas when we do this oh yeah uh, i will say that's the weird the only not the only there are a lot of weird parts but i remember this from y- being younger where like it did always strike me a little bit that like american ninja the the way they've set up the plot isn't exactly what you would imagine the plot would be because it feels like a prequel a little bit like it's like a little bit so much of like the birth of him being like, you know, cause he doesn't learn about ninja magic quote unquote until right at the end. And right. he also doesn't <laughs> figure out who he is until the end. And that was also like, after the movie was over, you're like, it's a little bit superfluous. It kind of doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter that he like the confusingness where I was like, wait, he got lost in the woods. And then he got this, uh, soldier who helped him out and taught him ninjutsu that also then ended up being the floral designer at the maybe drug dealer slash arms dealers mansion slash land island right and but he also had that explosion that gave him amnesia but separate like i was like losing track of all of that (laughs) and it kind of didn't matter you kind of like that's the thing part of it too is like plot wise there's a little bit where i'm just like yeah i'm fine with him just being an army guy who knows ninja stuff like that's great do that like i don't know what i there was some times where i was like i don't know what we're getting out of that and it feels like i'm interested because i don't know if i've ever seen american ninja 2 and i'm interested to see how much of just like a balls out just like now it's just a ninja movie we're not dealing with this kind of plot stuff really it's just a weird way to kind of set it up uh i think also script wise and maybe that speaks to uh Jackson, Steve James's character, and that he could rewrite his script. Like, how loose do you think some of this script was? Like, um, it feels I, pretty improv sometimes. Oh, yeah. No, it does feel like a little... Even with um, Patricia's lines... Yeah. I feel like they let her kind of just 
improvise and they're just like, yeah, just just be whiny, you know, be naggy. Because I think it also, especially of you being like an improv teacher, it had that bit of like kind of like not great improv where it's like, all right, you've repeated the detail like five times. Correct. Like we got to move on. It becomes redundant. What we would call is uh, move on, like uh, rest the game so we can discover more to. Right. Instead uh, of. Those are my expensive Italian shoes. What are you doing to my expensive Italian shoes? Look at my shoes. What have you done to my shoes? What are you doing to my pants? What have you done? Look at how I look now. I look crazy. And even when they get out of the shit and get back to her house, the first thing she says is like, look at me. I look crazy. (laughs) Like, and that's where I'm like, just give her some lines. You don't have to make her like come up with shit. But, you know, it still worked. Uh, It feels like it was probably like on the day where they're like, oh, shit, we didn't really write any lines for her. Uh, <laughs> right. Or we didn't finish it. We just have placeholders here. Hey, uh, could you uh, just come up with... Just be upset, you know? Just be a princess. Hey, guys, can you gather around? Uh, I know this is going to be hard to believe. I think we might have an underdeveloped female character. <laughs> uh, and I'm starting to get worried. Maybe we should just let her develop it. <laughs> just let her. Yeah. But but don't let her really develop it. Tell her just talk about her shoes a whole bunch. Right. It's like, she's like, well, can I be like fiercely independent? And they're like, yeah, but uh, not not so much. Yeah, like, don't make go it, crazy. Like, fiercely, make it annoying fiercely independent. <laughs> right. Like unrealistically fiercely independent. The fact that a whole group of ninjas are after you and you still want to complain about being saved and that you change your mind the moment he takes off his shirt. Oh, that is a beefcake shot and a half, man, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got a big old slice of that beefcake. Oh, man, that slow pan up of him squeezing water out for that Dudikoff belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that also, I forgot, that's another one of those weird stings when they jump into the water and she's yelled about maybe there's leeches in there. There's oh, a right. crazy trombone slide. <laughs> it goes like... <laughs> Again, weird Three Stooges Police Academy moves that yeah. show up every now and then, which also maybe is like, uh, you know, maybe that's the Furstenberg touch. Maybe we'll notice that. Like, we only really know him from Boogaloo, like the documentary. Uh, Maybe we're going to find that that's kind of part of that, like, Israeli lemon popsicle, like, kind of, like, comedy style that is popping through. Uh, Or they saw Police Academy. They're like, we need some of that, too. Uh, Like, I'm not the filmmaker. We are just lowly podcasters talking about canon films. Right. Uh, we, I, I am a, uh, a slightly portly 38-year-old uh, <laughs> who's about to criticize karate, who's not exactly. athletic whatsoever. So let's let's be real here. I am a 41-year-old man who breathes hard, walking up too many steps, who is like, come on with these flips. Get them tighter. Um, I will say around there, too, when we got Black Star Ninja coming in... Um, one, I, I, it took a while to realize that it just wasn't a weird birthmark, and maybe he was supposed to have, like, a shuriken <laughs> tattoo, I guess, on his face. Right. Um, also, too, I mean, as a kid, how obsessed were you with getting a Chinese stars, quote-unquote, shurikens? <laughs> like, oh, dude. I wanted them so Man. bad. Oh, yeah. The the Ninja Stars, I remember there's, um in Texas, there's a place called Trader's Village. Uh-huh. Um, that, you know, it just, it's just a huge open flea market, you know, just like yeah. so vast, so wide. And you'd go there to get like all the awesome shit, you yeah. know? 
Um, and uh, there they would sell weapons. Yeah. <laughs> of course, guns. Yeah. You could find them. If you need a gun, go to Trader's Village. You could do that. Maybe you don't need the proper paperwork. Uh but like they would always have, I remember always looking at like the katana blades and the the ninja stars. And one of my friends in um, my grandma's neighborhood um, in Fairview, Texas, he had a he he got some ninja stars from tra- uh, Traders Village, right? And uh, <laughs> we were trying to throw them at trees, and we're like, why aren't they sticking? <laughs> it seems so easy in American Ninja, <laughs> right? It's like why won't these work? And then my grandma yelled at us for playing with weapons. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the beauty, like... Even though she slept with a gun under her pillow. A, a Texas baby. Uh, yep. I think that's the thing that, like, yeah, I also pretty sure the kid... I might be merging a couple of the quote-unquote bad kits, but, like, the kid who brought in uh, Ninja Stars uh, and also brought in, like, a full beer and, like, right. porn... <laughs> So like if we would always go back to like behind the dugout of our like elementary school baseball <laughs> right. field was also yeah. the kid who was a Jehovah's Witness. And like they would be <laughs> like, he can't celebrate fucking his birthday. But then he would be the one who'd be like, dudes, look what I brought. Natty Light. Yeah, we had a place like that, too, I think called Redwoods. That was like a uh-huh. flea market. And it was like that's where you went to get like engine parts, giant box porn and ninja stars like <laughs> it was just like right. they always had them and then i got like a copy of metallica's kill them all on vinyl for like a dollar um exactly or you could buy movie posters uh, uh the dream that's where you'd find the best movie posters and yep. like really weird those clamshell vhs oh, i movies. love the clamshell oh man but uh so what i was also going to say though going along like it was around there too where i don't know which one you watch out, but like my subtitles every once in a while, I was like, how are the subtitles getting oddly racist where like black star ninja would like say something that I was like, I think he just said English and they just wrote speaks Japanese. Yeah, that happened. Well, I happened mean, like two, maybe a- three times. I mean, the only way we could watch this movie uh, was on Tubi. Yeah. And uh, they had the, it kind of matches up since they had ads for uh, Fox Nation, Fox News. So <laughs> real bummer. Yeah, real bummer. Uh, we had to watch those ads while we watched this. Uh, well, I guess it's a patriotic movie, whatever. Definitely. But, um, yeah, there were points where even I was like USA, USA. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, yeah, we uh, that kind of checks out that the even the closed caption. Well, there was just one point where like I think he was talking to the drug dealer, maybe arms dealer, maybe I don't know what exactly he still did, but like I think he just said go now. And then they just yeah. wrote, right, speaks Japanese. And I was like, no, he said, go now. I know what he said. Like, what are you doing? Subtitles. Like, yeah. it's like, and like, granted, then I also was like, oh, there's a couple weird misspellings just throughout. And I was like, fine, sure. Uh, that's, that's the kind of level of subtitles we're getting. But uh, yeah, it just really threw me off. But also in that scene is where they really nail the title of the movie. Like where Black Star Ninja was just like, we were stopped by an American ninja. An American ninja? Yeah, an American ninja. Wait, did he just say American ninja? I believe he said American ninja. Yeah, American ninja. Wait, ninja that's not American? No, American ninja. Like, they just <laughs> were so perplexed by it, which also, going with the low rent of canon sometimes, there definitely were 
a couple ninjas that were in the like training scene where they show oh, off yeah. the army and I was like that guy's definitely an american ninja like you can still see like like the mask is not covering his face completely he looks right. like he might as well be the drug dealer guy like I was like and which was, is funny because that guy, you know, it feels like it's supposed to be a Ricardo Montalban <laughs> right. uh, part. Uh, but that actor who plays Ortega, um, he was in a movie called Carnival Magic. Right. Uh, which they, they, they covered on uh, MST3K, the oh. new one. Uh, where he's got, there's a talking chimp that he can, uh, or like communicate with telepathically. I don't right. know. It's a weird, it's a weird movie. Right. But at first I was like, oh yeah. But like, yeah, he's very French. That kind of goes back to the missing in action two guy. Yeah. The Francois. Oh yeah. Francois. Yeah. They love yeah. that trope. Uh, uh, also, I'll say that guy makes a big stink about how, like, I own all of this land. We grow our own food. And then you're going to a restaurant later? Get out of here, <laughs> right. man. Not cool. Like, stop bragging. Um, speaking of also, like, the casting, because there are definitely people who are like, oh, you just kind of threw in the PA or something. Uh, that army is full of just dumpy dudes, huh? Like, I think because it was, yeah, it's a lot of dumpy dudes. It's just a bunch of like the the key players, yeah, like the uh, the yeah, um, bunch of sad sacks. I think. Well, what's funny though is that that's the actual base in the Philippines. So uh, I wonder if they had actual soldiers that were. But you know, at that time in the eighties, not much action's going on. No, no, no. They were just so sad and just like it's just Jack said that one line where he just goes. I know morale is low, so eh, let's just go hit the showers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, keep eating. Yeah. yeah, he's just so like, let's just keep giving up. Let's uh, keep uh, covering up uh, the posters on the wall so we don't get sued. I know. I spent an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out if it was like a striper poster. Uh, oh, it's Kiss. It's Kiss. Okay, because at yeah. one point, like, I I realized that they it was the cover up. But then I was just like, oh, do they have some deep cut band? Like, and then now I realize it's, yes, because they had put so many weird cover-ups on everything. Yeah. Uh, I thought we had, a, one of my dreams is when you find, like, a band I love. Like, we're like, oh, they've got a tank poster? Crazy. I also think, like, casting-wise, did you notice that, that, uh, that Colonel who he's eating dinner with is Mr. Achmonic from ALF? <laughs> Wait, really? Sergeant Ronaldo? <laughs> yeah. That's the neighbor from ALF who's always trying to catch ALF. What? Really? Yeah. I, the minute I, I saw I love ALF. I, I like the way I said that. I love ALF. But uh, I, no, but, you know me. I'm Frank. I love ALF. Uh, you know, I, that's one of my things is I love ALF. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Ronaldo, though, his character voice in this is, it reminded me... Uh, <laughs> I've done some improv scenes with John Gabrus. Yeah. And this is a character that Gabrus would play. Yeah. And even in the subtitles. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. They would add like a D apostrophe on it sometimes. Yeah. Of things. It's just like, what are you guys doing? So <laughs> like, I loved it. Yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, he was probably yeah, from like... Long Island, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I thought the fight with Jackson was really great. Like that fight is I... really fun. Well, he says a line that I'm like, he's not wrong, because he says, glory boys get people killed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's right, because they're right to be mad Yeah, at the fact that, like, uh, that, that he got their friends killed because he was hot-dogging. You know? 100%, man. 
he said he didn't need to go that crazy. Uh, even though we're going to inevitably find out that the colonel and the sergeant are, you know, in bed with the maybe drug dealer, maybe arms dealer. But uh, either way, like they still like he was hot dogging, man. Uh, I- I'm with you, Jackson. You- you've got because he right even idea. says, "Was it worth it for uh w- for the princess or whatever he said?" I can't remember the actual line, but mm-hmm. it was like, "Yeah, a few guys died because of you trying to show off for a princess." Right, and which is true. Uh, and yeah. I guess he also did show off true because he ends up going on that wonderful date with her. Uh, <laughs> the 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 trick. That was pulled by the police academy guy. <laughs> yeah. By, by Tr- Proctor. By Proctor. Yes, exactly. Yes, you got it. <laughs> yes, by the trick pulled by Proctor and Jackson. By not Proctor, yeah. Yes, by not Proctor. Exactly. We'll just call him not Proctor from now on. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like, and they go on that. Uh, also, again, when like, it's like, is it a ninja thing? Or is it supposed to be a badass thing? Where they're like, how are you going to get out of here on my motorcycle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Bike- I've got my way. Just this perfectly placed ramp over the wall. <laughs> also, it's like if you're trying to be discreet, that is not the most discreet way to exit. God, no. Where he's like, no, I'm going to get out and they're not going to notice me anyway. Wah, 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 <laughs> yeah. and he goes around many times and then goes over this ramp, which was one of the stunts when he lands that stunt person. My God, you're oh. like, you that land, you're like, oh, fuck. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, but not Proctor and Jackson have some good moments in that scene. Like, oh yeah, they definitely played it up quite well. Great uh, pairing. But also, I get he is a hot dogger. That's the thing that goes into it again. Like he he he's gonna get people killed. Like he's a shy hot dogger. He's a shy hot dogger, and he's a shy hot dogger who doesn't do his job. That's the other part too. He gets put <laughs> on fucking KP duty. And I don't know if you notice, unless there's someone behind him, he's taking garbage bags out of those garbage cans. He is not replacing it with a new garbage bag. <laughs> and that is not looking out for the team. That is looking out for only numero uno Joe. And that's I would bullshit. like to see you as a shift supervisor in the American Ninja world. <laughs> what are you doing over here, Joe? Joe. Come on. Like, look. Joe, where where were you raised? He's like, I don't remember. And you're like, that's no excuse. (laughs) He goes, I was a partially naked little boy in uh, the jungle. Which, by the way, that uh, that, uh, flashback made me very uncomfortable. I'm like, which producer wanted this? Yes, I agree. Like, why did he have to be in the weird kind of Lloyd cloth thing? Yeah, because the other guy wasn't. So They clearly have clothes. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> he's wearing a, f- a three piece suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give up one of those pieces. Give the kids some freaking pants. Jesus Christ. It's just the bike store owner from Different Strokes. Oh my God. That, uh, yes. Okayed that scene. Ah, uh, the the boss from WKRP in Cincinnati said, oh, yeah. "Good to go. Get Dudley in here." <laughs> um. Can I also say just I, because I'm seeing it and before we go too far in and maybe you can help because you're from Texas and uh-huh. the guy who played this is a like six like, you know, level Texas colonel or something. I can't remember what they said on Wikipedia. But so the colonel's name, unless I got this completely wrong, the, cur- the, do- the, the dad of Patricia, which also my wife thought that he was married to Patricia. Uh, his because re- he looked at her like like gross at yes, the beginning. Yes, of course When he everybody did. was like, you know, uh, got their Tex Avery on. When not uh, Proctor is like, hubba hubba, wah, 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 
I know everybody's just like, ah. Even yeah. the dad, when he watches her leave, he gives her a gross fucking look. Ugh, giving the old but, up and down. Yeah, but anyway, uh, what you were saying. His uh, name is. I'm not even going to say. I want to. His first name is G U I C H. Gooch. And then Kook. K O O C K. Uh, wait, the dad? The dad's name. <laughs> oh, the, the actor. The actor's name. Not in the movie. He's not Colonel oh, okay. Gooch Cook or whatever it's supposed to be. I was about to say, I was like, that's not the movie I watch. But no. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, how, what is that name? Is that like, uh, hold on, let me look up on IMDb. He's a sixth like, generation Texan, born and raised on... Wait a second, even crazier. So, born and raised... Where was he raised? Yeah. Texas Ranch, outside of Austin. Okay. His stage name is Gooch Kook. And you know he's from Texas, because he has that huge bolo tie later. You know he's from Texas. That thing is so big. Yeah. He he attended Texas A&M University. Uh, If you're from Texas, if you're a Longhorns fan, you always made fun of Aggies. Perfect. uh, For being stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But uh, I didn't give a shit. You think I gave a shit about football? Hell I played no. it. I hated it. Played um, it and hated it. That me too, buddy. That's the motto of the Cannon Cannon Bros. Yeah, yeah. Played, played it and it, hated it. <laughs> played it, hated it. Uh, best shape I've ever been in my entire life. But who gives a fuck? Who gives um, a fuck? <laughs> no, but uh, I, I looking at his name and based off of Texas and kind of the location. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to bet there's some kind of like because uh, uh, the town I grew up in. Uh, was very check heavy. Okay, and it feels like there maybe is some kind of like check or. Um, but also, this German is his, type of. This is his stage name. Oh, it's a stage name. Like he What's shows this, Frank. He didn't like. He wasn't born. It was just like, oh, I just don't understand. Like I get that makes total sense to me. I'm loving this insight as a person from Connecticut, but he chose a stage name. Also had an MA in Texas folklore. I mean, it says, yeah. Uh, he is Luke so Texas. Texas. Yeah. So that's why it feels like it's got to be some like traditional Texas name. I, I don't think it's a traditional Texas name, but based off the location, I'm sure that there has got to be some kind of, um, it. to me, it feels like kind of like that uh, Czechoslovakian German root thing. Okay. But it feels like a very comp. I, I mean, I've already been kind of criticized by people in the industry by my last name being too complicated you know garcia hale garcia hyphen hale crazy people isn't quite as catchy as you know whatever gooch kook or whatever his name right (laughs) yeah so (laughs) also here's something crazy we didn't know if he was married to or his daughter is patricia his wife in real life patricia jackson (laughs) Oh. oh my goodness! Wait, Patricia? Yeah, Jackson. Whoa! Oh my god! Oh wait, okay. Sorry. Now I'm just going in. We're going deep on Gooch Kook, and also someone. If anyone knows, tell us what his name is. Twitter, like, send a tweet or email us because we don't know. His 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 sister's name is Karen Kookendall, so he's short in Kookendall oh. to Kook. I don't know where the Gooch comes from. Maybe that's a nickname he had. Either way, uh, did Joe have sex with Patricia? Uh, yeah. After I think he meets so. her on that 
uh, balcony patio that is clearly in front of some weird painted backdrop, but then immediately after, they're in the most beautiful Philippine sunset you've ever seen. <laughs> right. I feel like... Um, I also, by the way, wrote after, did Joe have sex with her? He really is a ninja. Uh, <laughs> I was just... He, he he's it's implied that he's drunk or a little tipsy yeah by the way he gets he almost falls off the motorcycle but not really but she looks at the motorcycle like ha look what you just did cool motorcycle huh <laughs> yeah and then <laughs> he wakes up like he he's late to wait like i i assume that he was hung over yeah um you know the next morning when they're like having to wake him up when the sergeant comes in because um, the sergeant sees him at that restaurant and then it's like yeah. you need to kill him and he's like I've got just the right idea how just gonna lead to our next like set piece essentially right? <laughs> but yeah, still exactly. Patricia's is like whatever it doesn't matter I, he's a sweetie pie let's go have sex that's when we get into our next set piece and that's where that sequencer part was that I also wrote down sounded like Knight Rider uh, yeah uh Another good fight. That's where the barrel fell on somebody. And then they he gets on that motor. That's a get like there's that motorcycle fight, which is both pretty good and also clearly they're driving like five miles per hour. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, they kind of speed up the, the the film just a little bit. It's going the speed of that enemy ship in Missing in Action <laughs> that's coming that's, at M. Emmett Walsh. It keeps going backwards. That was one of the scenes I had to rewatch because of the sidecar um, stunt. Sidecar stunt Where crazy. he gets hit, and I'm like, wait, did he actually get, did the actual stunt person get run out, like hit? <laughs> right. uh, but it was a dummy, but they did a quick cut to right. um, cover it up. But yeah, it was... Uh, and that sidecar, <laughs> that sidecar got knocked right in the middle of... It looked like they had set up like an obstacle course at like a church fundraiser. <laughs> right. Like when you're like trying to like get tickets together to build new pews. But like cuz it was just like so like I almost was just like waiting for like two guys with a sheet of glass to walk in front of him. <laughs> it's the whole Wayne's World joke of yes. like being like, "Yeah, my job here is to we're we're walking back and forth with this uh, plane of glass." Uh, throughout, and then there's some uh, chickens over there and crates. And, yes, yeah. which is also crazy because then I wrote down that the dude driving the truck who runs over that motorcycle gives him a weird little Michael Myers, Mike Myers smirk. Like, just right. the look on his face looked like Mike Myers from Wayne's World. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and that led into another fight sequence, which again was like still where I was just like, I don't, this was especially around the point where I was just like, I don't care about the plot. I don't care what this guy's doing. He's selling some sort of complicated bazooka, like yeah. missile launcher that has a lot of parts stuck on it. Um, they also they linger on it uh, in both the parts that they show it where Jackson has it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, they linger on it so much, being like, "Yeah, isn't this fucking beautiful?" Yeah, set designer or the guy like prop master was like, "You gotta, you gotta hold it, baby." Like yeah. I put that weird piece of plastic on top of it. That like filing system that maybe is supposed to be like a uh, an aiming system, yeah. Uh, but you know, because also like that fight where we first see that weird bazooka rocket launcher thing, like might as well be like an office complex in Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> I thought that too, right? Yeah. Like it, there's nothing to it. It's just like so blase. <laughs> oh, I wanted to mention that the the other stunt in that that uh part that's really kind of like holy fuck this is dangerous is when he goes under the car mm-hmm. 
And then I, I pictured, though, like, <laughs> it made me laugh thinking, like, when they pull up to the guard gate, if one of the guards was like, hey, uh, you, you know there's a guy under there, right? <laughs> right? And then he just gives him that smirk again, that Mike Myers smirk. He's like, nah, I right. know. Uh, yeah, looks very dangerous. Again, yeah, you were right. You're right. There are a couple that I was just like, oof. God, I don't. I don't know if they got uh, all the proper safety things going for this one. Yeah, you know they definitely did not. Where <laughs> no. they're just like, yeah, let's roll the dice. <laughs> yeah. But so that fight had a whole bunch of good stuff. And then they go back to, it was another point where they're, it's also the first time we see that the arms dealer, drug dealer, whatever he does, is wearing those crazily big chains <laughs> like he's got yeah. multiple gold platinum chains uh which almost distracted me from me being convinced he was eating butter with a knife at one point because <laughs> he was just sitting there and i was like that's what i kept getting distracted that and the subtitles again being kind of racist where i was like i think black ninja star said something <laughs> like stop saying just speaking japanese i think you're just getting lazy but yeah, that was also, again, where I was like, oh, this is bloodless. And then that throat slice is intense. Yeah, they were brutal. It's <laughs> a good one <laughs> to try to get him into get him when he's in the brig, because now he was being court-martialed at that point. Yeah. Um, now we're just starting to get into the point where it was just like, oh, this is all the wet dreams of me as a child. Yeah, like, the hook size oh. and all that. Yeah, all that Bo stuff. Bow staff fighting and like fucking shurikens. Like, it's like, now we're just, you know, and even, honestly, him just doing, like, what I call, like, just quote-unquote ninja hands. Like, you know, because <laughs> yeah. he's just, like, he's in his cell, and it was another, like, hey, he is a ninja, because he, like, has a flashback, because it's, like, I think it was supposed to be he didn't realize his hands were doing that kind of, like, whatever it's supposed to be, something ninja, quote-unquote. Right. Um, uh, but again, that's all this stuff that I was just like, I know nothing about this culture and it I'm not recognizing as a child it's all kind of made up or watered down, but it's also I mean, that's why it made ten million here and ten million there. You know what I mean? Like every kid was just like, Yeah, knives, chains. I, I think Jackson has the best line of the movie, and I feel like you talked about before uh, we've talked about this before, like with sketch comedy of like uh, following certain rules. And um, you talked about the Tim Robinson sketch with the game show. Right. Uh, where Andy Sandberg's character says, fuck. And he goes, he goes, dude, wh why would you do that? Yeah. This is a you can't uh, swear on a game show where there's like, yeah, there's logic that always kind of goes out the window with sketch. And then you that that line right there kind of brings you back in being like yeah why would they say fuck on a game show they can't <laughs> right do that. exactly uh, but uh jackson has a line where uh during this scene uh where he where uh dudikoff is like hiding uh joe is hiding and then he like gets him to the side and he's like i gotta tell you about this thing this is what's happening and jackson says start from the beginning so i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow yes that line blew me over because i'm like yeah yeah he'd be like what the fuck are you talking about right and now knowing that he rewrote stuff i just picture steve james saying exactly what you just said yeah he's like hey uh i'm sorry but uh Furstenberg, uh, me just being on board with this <laughs> being like yeah you got it i'll get right. you a jeep yeah uh doesn't feel right to me can i just you know say what i would say i mean i can do it in literally one sentence 
right. like it will be one in summer is like all right i guess give it a shot we couldn't do it we had four people on this script like we had two people just in the story alone uh, it's that thing where he should have gotten a writing credit. He really should. Uh, yes, I agree. Because also, and this is another little like moment, the equivalent of the little head nod uh, from Norris that we brought up uh, and the little head nod from uh, Christopher Reeve in Superman 4. But there's that one moment. Reeve. I said it. Reeve. Okay, good. You're so worried. You're so worried Hartney's going to attack I'm, I'm, I'm worried Hartney's going to pop out. <laughs> I yeah. know. He, he somehow comes from Jersey to California and murders us both with, like, <laughs> some sort of ninja weapon uh, that we see later in this movie. Um, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> right. But uh, there's a moment also, in like, around that scene where uh, Dudikoff goes, hey, Jackson, be careful, huh? And then Jackson's like, Okay. Like it's so sincere. Yeah. Like oh, there's a music sting around there that sounds like the beginning of Jet. Yeah, uh, by Wings. You yeah. know where he goes dun dun dun. Yeah. Dun. Yep. Yes. Uh oh man, that's just those mo- like it, it. I mean, Jackson's really the cornerstone of this movie. Like yeah. I think he, ultimately, I think he's, he's the heart of the movie that really makes it uh, as good as it is. Yeah. Because every time he's on, and he, and I'm so glad you pointed, because I didn't completely notice that, but you saying that, I'm just like, yeah. Like, so many times in an action movie, it's just like, why would, you haven't done enough yet, Joe, if that's your real name, uh, <laughs> to prove to Jackson that he should risk everything to get a Jeep and do this and do that. Like, it's just like, you got to know what's going on here, man. And no. the story's not going to take long. Jeff, you missed the point. Uh, he beat him with a bucket on his head. That is true. That, and that was another moment where I went, he is a ninja. Jackson should trust everything <laughs> right. he says. Um, yeah, the buckethead method. Oh, I forgot about the buckethead method. Buckethead, this is, goes out to you. Your guitar playing is great, and you've got a great method for making friends with people. Um, uh, <laughs> Mr. Akmonic's Jeep really explodes, huh? Yeah, I wrote that down being like, huh, it's a, it's that a joke from uh, Top Secret yes. uh, where the it barely hits the rock, the gremlin, or what was the, the, the car? Oh, yeah, uh, the Pinto. The Pinto, yes. yeah, the Pinto barely hits a rock and it goes, <laughs> Right. Also, though, there was another moment where I was just like, oh, I guess he can drive really well. He is a ninja. Like, it was just <laughs> like, yeah, we're just going to lump everything in. He now has skills. He's just a ninja. Um, uh, so, oh, yes, go on. I want to say, uh, you know, when it goes back to the house uh, where uh, the guy is like, the deal is off. And uh, the Black Star Ninja is in the car. Right. And he's trying to be stealth, but then he just slams the door shut. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, that's good. Again, it's like uh, the grasp of Ninja. That's the crazy part is all of us growing up watching it think this is the end all be all of what Ninja is. But right. the language, the concepts, even how ninjas act, including that sometimes they might just slam doors. Uh is because it feels like all that stuff was like they used like a random ninja word generator. Like uh-huh. they just like use some app. If it was now, they would just be like, I don't know, just pick something. They had an Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, that, 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 throw it in. Looks good. Looks good. Sounds good. Love it. Love it. 
Um, oh, because there's that one part where he says, are you familiar? Oh, God, what did he say? Uh, oh, there's a part where he goes, are you familiar with so-and-so? Like, it's the the, yes. the, the term. I meant to write it down, and I was like, oh, actually, fuck. I was getting tired and legitimately was like, I bet you Frank will write down the word. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he goes, um, uh, no, uh, Cobadera, that's later. But it's in he his says, final lesson, right? No, th- there's another part where the dad is talking to the sergeant or somebody else. Oh, okay. About his history. Um, oh, right. He goes, uh, let's see, background. Oh, there's a Ronald Reagan money shot I wrote down. Oh, man, that picture is so big. Almost as yeah. big as that gigantic oil painting of John Wayne floating over a wagon train in the Gooch's house. Uh, <laughs> right. Gooch kook. <laughs> oh, I found it. I found it. So uh, he goes, are you familiar with ninjutsu? And he goes, yeah, of course. The secret art of assa- uh, assassination. <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot. Thank you for yeah. remembering that. Friend. Yeah. He goes like, yeah, it's like kind of like, yeah, of course I know that. And then he goes into later talking about like the, uh, he's totally reading off the page like all the stuff that's like uh, in his record. Yeah. Um and like that but then later, you know, they talk about uh Cobadera. Yes. uh being the ninja magic where it's like, "Oh yeah, of course, I've heard of that even though he had memory problems, but I guess because he jogged his memory with that uh creepy uh <laughs> uh, uh, uh flashback." Yes. Creepy. Also, <laughs> yes. here's what I don't understand. Throughout the movie he said a few years back or people are saying like a few years back he had this accident. Yep. And then in that flashback, that kid looked like he was twelve. But how old is Dudikoff supposed Joe supposed to be? If he said it's a, it's a few years back, is he just kind of speaking generally, or does he actually mean a few? Because if that's right. the math, to me didn't match up. No, it didn't. Uh, you know, James, don't hold James Dean to his words. You know, <laughs> modern James Dean's just going to say some stuff and just look into those beautiful eyes and just say whatever you say, Dudikoff. You yeah. might be 10, you might be 42. I don't know. <laughs> so when his uh, teacher comes back and he's like, um, he, 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 you know, jogs his memory. Uh, one part you were talking about that felt like, you know, like you as a little boy being like, yeah, mm-hmm. is he gives a weapon lesson. His, so that's a crazy, his fi- he's like, you're ready for your final lesson. And it's just giving him weapons. That's what it was just like a list of everything that I would have a boner for as a kid. Like, oh, hell yeah. That's all and it I was. I remember that scene as a kid, too, being like, holy moly. And all, that entire, the entire like last third is pure child fantasy. Like, and starting with that, starting with that, you've mentioned that there's ninja magic. And yeah, the final lesson does seem to just be, here's just a list of shit and you're going to get fucking shuriken. Like, you're going to be able to get every weapon. Uh, uh, the only one missing was uh, nunchucks. Like, that right, I would have yeah. wanted. because I, I was, was surprised, yeah. I was obsessed with those as a child because we all grew up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But also, uh, with some of the kids in my neighborhood, we had a Thundercats club. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of just meant we met on a rock at the end of our street. But one of the dudes, uh, one of the kids, like his dad had like woodworking and he like made actual weapons. So it's like he made a bow staff, a sword and a pair of nunchucks out of wow. like loose wood. And we all were trying to be Panthro because we wanted those nunchucks. 
Um, Speaking of that, yeah. uh, I I had gotten uh, Trader's Village. I got uh, nunchucks from there. Is Trader's Village still around? I believe so. Oh, boy. One day you and me, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll bring our children and scare the hell out of them with what we're buying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, who said... Was it not Proctor who said, hold on, Jackson, I'm taking this bitch uptown? <laughs> oh, yeah, he did say that. Yeah, that, that, was his, his, that was his character arc. It's his redemption because before he said that he couldn't be in actual combat. Yep. And that he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not cut out for that life. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he's like in the thick of it, driving Jackson around. And he's like, yeah, let's go. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, there's his character arc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did a, have a He has a redemptive arc. character arc. I'm so glad. You know, he went from he went from give me that bag to let me help out. Uh, yep. I'm taking this bitch uptown or whatever he says. Oh, before that, when he's showing him all the weapons is the second best line of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, where the uh, the teacher says um, he betrayed the code. And then Joe says, then he must die. <laughs> Very yes. good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's all we're waiting for, baby. <laughs> yeah, ninja code. Yeah, we all live by that, right? Do we not? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a kid. I don't care. Um, yeah, and then that leads us to our final fight. Uh, so fun. Just, like, so fun, that poor malaria. Oh, yeah. He's dying of malaria. But we've got a lot of kills. It's all over the place. I've also read a big chunk of Joe's being an American ninja is that he just knows when people are hiding and things. You know what I mean? Right? Like, because we're like in that, that warehouse scene, he just happened to know that guy was in the barrel. Yeah, he's got the one guy in the barrel, he had the rice bags. Like, he's just like looking for, then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, and he shoves the sword into the rice bags, which dump out. Right. The oh, dead that was guy. a great scene. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, it kind of goes along with just like, yeah, he is a ninja. Like, he just knows this shit. Uh, but it is also like, what a, it's almost like focus group, the end of this movie. Like, oh, yeah. That uh, we got, again, we've already said it, but like, ninja magic, the final lesson is just listing off cool weapons. The end of the movie is him fighting, like, hundreds of ninjas as well as an army coming in and Jackson shirtless doing crazy kung fu moves as well as, like, he's got that one, like, shirtless slide he does and into, like, a yell. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is everything I love as a kid. Uh, And on top of that... um, uh, the uh, the knife obstacle course. Oh, right. <laughs> forgot about the knife obstacle course, which all I could think was just like, go around it, man. <laughs> no, he's like going right through it. It's like, wait, why am I going through Yeah, this? you don't have to. And I almost like you, you almost, if you're, I bet you if we rewatched, you could see even on their faces halfway through where they're like, oof, we picked the wrong path. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, this was training. We didn't have to go through it because it's wide open. It's wide open on both sides. We could just have walked around it. (laughs) Speaking of that training sequence, I would have laughed so hard if the guy, the guy who's selling the arms to, if he's watching, he's like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. He just gets bored. He goes, you know what? I'm bored watching this. Can we watch, can we go talk about something else? (laughs) And he's like, no, wait, wait, wait. I see see what this guy's going to do. Ninja's going to actually kill one of his guys. Yeah, I know. I've seen it before. You see how high my pants are. I don't care. (laughs) Also that, that same guy, 
he's trying to leave and the Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban, uh, not dude is, uh, trying, he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's like, I would have been like, dude, are you not seeing what's going on around you? The <laughs> right. army is here. Right. It's over. It's over, man. What do you mean it's going to happen? Yes. No. That's the crazy. I, uh, I think it did take away some of the weight, but also is weird. Like, I realized, like, with that Ricardo Montalban arms dealer, drug dealer, whatever the fuck he was doing, is, like, ultimately, like, you know, he's the big bad, but it's not like there's a weight to that big bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not like, like, essentially, it's still kind of true at the end. Dudikoff causes a lot of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's not doing it to, like, protect America, protect our rights or something. He's just kind of stopping a guy who's going to make some money, which is, like, kind of noble, but not super noble. <laughs> like, it's like, it's that weird in between where you're like, but that's also at the point where I was just like, eh, who gives a fuck, you know? Like at this point, I'm just like I'm clearly along for the ride. Uh, it, it's it's nothing but uh, young Garlock and young Garcia Hale just going, "Ooh, look at that! Look what they're doing!" Oh yeah, there. totally. Uh, and yeah, it's just like uh, <laughs> like even the thing. Oh, before I also forget, like this is also around the point. There's a lot of extras who clearly did not give a fuck they were in a movie. Oh, yeah. Like, One just kind of gives up halfway. Yeah. Like, and it almost feels like uh, Furstenberg was just like, hey, what am I going to do, man? Like, this helicopter, like, driver does not seem to care. Like, this pilot is just like, whatever. Like, there's a guy, when that guy gets murdered by Black Star Ninja, that has just got his arms behind his back, and he's just kind of like, yeah, all right, it's cool. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but... The whole movie, to me, ends with the ultimate of, and maybe it's a little bit different picturing him having malaria, but just him staring for a long time. Dudikoff is just looking out, and he's just thinking to himself, I am a ninja. I'm an American ninja. <laughs> and it's like set up for like, bum, 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 American Ninja 2. Let's do some more ninja stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's great, man. It's a fun, it's I loved it. Oh, you we forgot. We skipped over um uh that all of a sudden uh, Black Star Ninja has laser oh, uh, hands. Yeah. You know why? It's cuz I wrote it I was like getting so overwhelmed with the amount of craziness happening at the end that I did like yeah, like beyond again the list of cream gene weapons that we already saw out of nowhere. Yeah, he's got some sort of laser rocket, mini rocket launcher thingies on his hands. Uh, yeah, that only that uses it made, once too. He only uses it once, and that's such a heightened move that when he finally dies, he only dies with uh, a stab, one yeah, stab, right? Which feels like uh, okay, right? <laughs> I guess we're just wrapping. He just this shot up. lasers out of his hands, but okay, this is what's gonna. Okay, okay, we're gonna go with that one. Sure. Uh, I mean, he's got again laser hands, but sure, we'll <laughs> just leave it at that. Uh, yeah. Whatever, uh, Bronson Lee. <laughs> also in the uh, the helicopter when uh, he's trying to shoot uh, Joe off the helicopter, why didn't Patricia just kick him? Yeah. Could have kicked him. <laughs> but then I wrote down after that, I was like, yeah, I mean, that was fine because then you got Jackson having the, I wrote down, hell yeah, use that launcher. Yeah. And really, <laughs> really getting the hell yeah, just getting the big use out of it. We get to look at it for a while. You just go, come on, Joe. 
come on, Joe. But that's also part of me not paying attention to characters' names. I was like, wait, is his name Joe? And I thought that Jackson was just pumping himself up. Like, right. going just like, come on, Jackson, shoot this thing. But I was like, oh, no, no, Joe Jackson. Yeah, Joe Jackson. Uh, that's yeah, where Joe Jackson. That's there. There's another connection. That's where he out. got his name. Yeah. Uh, Joe Jackson, the great musical artist, loves American Ninja. <laughs> Definitely his music career existed before American Ninja. But, uh, you know, that doesn't matter here. Let's uh, just say that there was some influence there. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, Joe Jackson. Uh, uh, when he's giving that dead stare at the end, uh, it sounds for a second a little bit like the Superman theme. Yeah, it does. There's like a beginning part of it that's like, go da, 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 and it sounds like it's going to go into the Superman. Which also then maybe mentally leads you to think like, it's going to be a little bit of a bigger ending. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a slightly bit of a wet fart ending. Like, it's just like, it's great. He's looking out, and then I think it, it was hard because to be cut to like, trying to get me to watch over the top immediately. Um, but yeah. I think it just cuts to credits over the camp. And she was like, okay, that's where we were. Um, yeah, it's great, man. Like, this was actually, this one, I, I was, I, I, I liked it better than I thought it was going, than I was going to like it. Oh, yeah, me I, too. I knew I thought it was fun, but I was like, I think in my brain, for some reason, I always had, like, some line of just, like, it's not as good as you remember. It was just one of those classic, and then I was like, "No, no, it works really well." Yeah, I thought it was going to be the same experience for me, but ended up, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, end of the day, now we're at the point where we say, like, Frank, how many cannons does this get out of ten cannons? I'm going to give it uh, ten. Yeah, or eh. I, I might be like between nine, or maybe a nine point five. I'll give it a nine just to give it spiciness. But really, yeah. in my heart of hearts, people, it's a 9.5. might be a 10. I mean, it's yeah, hard. It's, it's Ultimately, it's like this is what, if you're, again, you if you've got like a gun to your head and you're like, give me three canon films, it might be American Ninja in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's Dudikoff. Like, it's just like that name is just like synonymous in my brain with canon. Um, he should have been in the Expendables. I know they talked to him at one point, and it's a bummer that he didn't show up at any of them yet. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, this one—it's also just so. It's also I think it gets so high because as we talked about, it's a ninja movie. You know, like Canon mm-hmm. is just known for a whole bunch of other ninja movies we're going to be watching, uh, and I'm excited for. Um. Did we have any other things we were we didn't get to? I'm quickly going uh, through my notes. Uh, oh, the, one of the extras that I, we're talking about that kind of like they gave up. One of them uh, try. It looked like they were trying to reach for their gun, but they forgot they had a sword. <laughs> that sounds about right. It's when the it's when the army comes in. There's one of the uh, ninjas who looks like he's about to reach for a gun, but then he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm a ninja. I have a sword." Right. Yeah. Um. Oh, I. This isn't really worth noting, but. <laughs> I wrote down, now this is action, only 11 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does take a little while to get there. We're getting through all that police academy stuff at the beginning, etc. Yeah, right. man. I, I, I think yeah. it's great. I'm, I'm psyched to... I'm, I'm, well, we'll see if we're as psyched when we finally get to them. But like, I'm, I'm happy to finally maybe watch uh, American Ninja 2 and at least 3, I think, are canon. Um, yeah, I believe so. I want to see where else. There's this like goes. five or six of them, right? I think so. Are they all canon? 
I don't think so. Probably, it probably got sold at some point. I mean, we'll find out. We'll be getting to it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what what else is in store for the Dudikoff. I hope Joe remembers some more ninja magic. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, if anyone knows how to say gooch kook, uh, please let us know. Uh, you can do that by uh, sending us a, a tweet at uh at the canon canon that's c-a-n-n-o-n c-a-n-o-n uh also just email us at the canon canon at gmail.com that's our instagram as well um if if you don't uh if if uh, you know it, it's 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 nice to share this podcast if you know anyone who uh might like what we're doing here uh, pass it on. We want to get as many people uh, listening to this who are into this stuff as we are. Uh, speaking of people that are into this, uh, we we had a, a a fan tell us about uh, a book. Uh, Correct. What is this book, Frank? Uh, so it's by Austin Trunick. Uh, I hope I'm saying his last name right. Uh, but it's called The Canon Film Guide, Volume 1, 1980 through 1984. Um, and it's a book that's out now, uh, has the history of Canon films and the movies that came out during that period. Uh, so we're definitely going to pick that up and yep. check it out. But just for, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, <laughs> the, the few of you that do, yeah. uh, then that book is definitely going to be up your alley. So, uh, check that out. We get no kickback from this, uh, no, plan, we're just both we just, excited about it. We're excited. Yeah. And so we figure if you're listening to this podcast, you would either know about it or should know about it. If correct, uh, Almost weirdly, if you don't care about this book, I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> us going so deep into American Ninja. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, I would say uh, until next week, I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. And this is The, the Canon Canon. An American Ninja? Ninja?